This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's It's the preview show. It's the No Nay Never podcast. Hello and welcome back to the first of three very special festive editions of the preview show brought to you by the No Name Never podcast. I am your host Natalie Bromley but joining me is the main man himself, the headline of the preview show, Dave Roberts, Statman Dave. Hello, hello. Hello Natalie, are you well? I'm all right, thank you. Um, I suppose we'd better fess up to our listeners, hadn't we really, that we're about to record all three Christmas editions back to back. Um, so we, we might have to manipulate some <laughs> some comments and say, so what about that there result then on Boxing Day, Dave? <laughs> yeah, we might not be able to mention anything like that, but we will we'll muddle through. We'll, we'll get it. We will. We'll muddle through. Um, obviously, listeners, it just it's a very busy time of the year and, and not just um, fixtures that are coming thick and fast, but um, our lives are coming at us thick and fast and we haven't quite got the time um, to fit in. And obviously with, with Boxing Day and then Saturday as well, it's, um, it's a big ask to ask people to record stuff when they've got families and holiday commitments. So we sure you will understand. Um, I tell you what we haven't done yet, dear. We haven't actually told Matt that we're recording these three and poor producer Matt's going to get three preview shows landed in his inbox. Well, we know what we're here for. First up, we are going to look at um, Everton, which is um, the away game Thursday, 26th of December, which is, of course, Boxing Day, um, 3pm kickoff. But... um, we are going to look at that first and then we're going to then record Man United at home, which I believe is Saturday. And then we're going to record Villa away, which is, I think, New Year's Day. No, Villa home. Sorry, isn't it? We're at home. Villa at home, yeah, New Year's two, Day. Two away and then two home games back to back. So, Grant, now, before we get going, we're looking at the Boxing Day fixture. Um, Dave, what a fantastic early Christmas present yesterday was. We're recording this on Sunday. So, Saturday, we were, of course, away at Dean Court at Bournemouth with an absolute smash and grab 1 0 um, win. Um, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Santa well came early, didn't he? I'm not sure about the smash and grab. It's, I mean, neither side. I mean, smash and grab suggests that we uh, we didn't deserve it, but I think the you know we we took the one chance in the game. There sure, were yeah. Many chances going, but um, 
we left it very late, uh, got the goal, and uh, we're very well more than happy with uh, with the three points. Yeah, absolutely. I, I guess where I was coming from was more if either side had have scored after that absolutely dismal display, um, then I think it would have been a smashing grab on either side, really. But yeah, you're right. It was uh, it was a pretty pretty poor performance on both sides. Um, and from a stats perspective, I understand it's the lowest number of number shots. of shots. Is that since Premier League started? Uh, well, no. The, the, I think the Optus stats have only started since two thousand and three, so we don't know what happened prior right. to that. There might have been some games prior to that, but certainly since two thousand and three, the previous low was nine. There were a couple of games with nine shots in total. That's not just on target; just any type of shots was nine, and there were five in Saturday's oh game. And only one so, on target. We set a new low that might take some Yeah, I step. imagine it would do. But to be fair, we were only 50% contributors to that. You know, it's like we, oh, we yeah. actually did manage yeah. a shot on goal. Bournemouth didn't do anything. And I do do find it hilarious that the usual uh, bitter fans have come out all over social media after that game. I think it's just kind of become fashionable to hate being beaten by Burnley. I don't, I'm not being funny, but that Everton Arsenal game on Saturday was even worse than ours. So don't be coming at me with your. God, I'd hate to watch Burnley every week when there's there's other teams that are that are dishing out very much survival tactics at the moment. Um, yeah, we weren't last. We weren't last on match of the day. Hilarious. Whether we would have been if it had been nil yeah, nil is debatable. But well, I think hmm. there was quite a few talking points in our game, wasn't there? There was a little bit of feistiness going all over the place. There was, I think, three red card shouts. Um, a hand was there a handball? A handball and a possible. Penalty as well. Oh no, was there a penalty? Either way, there was lots of talking points. But I think for me, you know, Bournemouth fans are going on and on and on about how we should have had two two players sent off. I think the referee got both of our decisions right, and I can't believe that um, Bournemouth ended up staying with eleven men, Dave. Well, yeah, considering that one went to VAR and they didn't give it, that was um, uh, yeah. unfathomable. Really, he's, he's definitely hit out with his arm. It's a deliberate action. He's caught Ashley Barnes in the face and uh, quite why that's not a red card, I'm, I've no idea. No, I agree. Especially as we're recording this after watching United uh, Chelsea Spurs this afternoon, Sunday afternoon, and Sun obviously got sent off for what was quite frankly a pretty much identical lashing out. So, well, yeah, that was his foot, wasn't it? But it's, uh, again, petulant and uh, oh, was if, it? if oh. one's a red card, the other one is. I thought, so who, somebody lashed out with their elbow. Am I getting my, I'm getting my two incidents mixed up. I could have sworn that there was an elbow, but Quite right, yes. I, I didn't watch the game. I saw it on social media and there was a, he was kind of on the floor on his back and kind of kicked up. And I think that, well, as far as I'm aware, that was ah, what the, right, uh, okay. the card was given for. Fine. I, just, I was watching the game as well, so God knows how I've got those incidents mixed up. But never mind. I'm not that interested in Chelsea Spurs to te- pay that much attention, to be honest. No. Um, I've just remembered what the um, handball incident was. Of course, it was a suggestion that Jay, Jay's goal got sent to VAR because of a possible handball but it, well it was it was yes, handball it the defender, wasn't, wasn't Jay <laughs> so yeah. excellent um but yeah no a good a good three points it takes us on to as so we may as well talk about this because we're not going to know any stats between now and the end of these festive recordings but that puts us on 21 points 24, 24 points. points we're 24 that's double what we had at this stage of last season which is uh, we had 12 after 18 and then we also lost against Everton in the 19th game as well so we're well ahead of where we were yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, this time last season. And significantly, we're nine points clear now of the drop zone. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it looks... It's going to have to take some massive swing in the opposite direction for us to get pulled 
um, to actually go down. We may get we may end up flirting again with a relegation battle between now and the end of the season, but we certainly are doing well. So let's get on with the show, shall we, young Dave? Now, well, one thing first before we uh, go into Everton, isn't it? Uh, yes. Dave, I was about to introduce our listeners to oh, the boys. Dave doesn't trust okay. me today, listeners, because I might have had a few wines before we started the show. Um, so he, I think he thinks that I'm just going to go a bit maverick and just do things in whatever order I want. But no. It wouldn't be the first time you've missed a quiz <laughs> question, would true. it? But, <laughs> that is true. But I learned my lesson the last time. I won't miss it again. I have a big red flag now telling me to do quiz question. Um, yes, Mr. Roberts. Um at the end of our Bournemouth preview show, you left our lovely listeners a quiz question, which was one of Burnley's nine away wins in the 1999-2000 promotion season was at Bournemouth, and that was in February 2000. The Clarets won 1-0, but which player scored the goal? Over to you, Davido. The answer was the Padium predator, <sighs> Andy Payton. I thought I might have caught a few people out with it being February yeah. 2000, Ian Wright signing. I thought a few people might have got mixed up and, and gone for um, Ian Wright, but it was uh, just before well, that, I think. I clearly they didn't, because we had some correct answers, didn't we, Dave? Uh, we did, and first off the mark uh, this time around was Peter Jones. He knew it was Andy Payton on the score sheet at Dean Court. Uh, John Robertson was also in touch with a correct reply, as was Rob Thomas. Uh, and there did seem to be quite a lot of healthy competition surrounding our weekly quiz question and generated quite a bit of discussion and banter on Twitter. Oh, so what, what do we, what are we going to do anything about that, do we think, Dave? Well, we did. Well, we, uh, Matt and I were, were responding to the uh, replies coming through and we did mention we might try and do a, a special one-off quiz episode later in the season, either maybe an international break or it might be something we look at at the end of the season. So if anyone's got any ideas on what to do for that then we may well uh, get them together for later on in the season. That might be a little bit different. That's excellent. And and as if you and me didn't have enough to do, Dave, we'll do a quiz as well. Yay! Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> um, so what are we going to do about the quiz going forward then? Obviously, we, we're recording our preview shows now, Dave. Why don't you let our listeners know what we can expect? Uh, yeah, it'll be a little bit tricky, but we will still do the quiz questions. I know the listeners do like the quiz questions. So we're going to record the next couple of preview podcasts in advance. Uh, we won't be able to name check the listeners who get the question right, but don't think that doesn't mean we won't be looking at the replies that come through. Uh, we will be uh, looking at those and seeing who gets in touch first, because, it, as I say, it does seem to be a little bit of competition out there as to who responds with the uh, with the answer first. Exactly. Well, I think what we might do is just collate all of the correct answers and do a bit of a summary in the new year um, and see if we can try and encourage any more listeners. We seem to get the same answers every single week, which is great because um, we, we can set these people homework and, and we, they can react to what we're telling them, i.e., first over the line this week which went down very well um but yeah let's give people a name check in the new year and see if we can uh, try and get some new quiz answers as well opposition stats so now on to the main reason why we are here this evening and we are of course looking at the boxing day fixture at goodison park away at everton um dave what we are now in a situation where we've done half the teams apart from United, haven't we? So we're yes. now going to change... Obviously, we can't now come up with the same stats because some of the stats will just be a repeat of the preview show of Everton at home. So we're going to mix it up a little bit, aren't we? So why don't you start by telling us what's happened since last time? Uh, yeah, the reverse fixture between the two teams was back in October. Uh, we had a 1-0 win at Turf Moor. That was thanks to a, a Jeff Hendrick goal. Uh, that lifted Burnley up to fifth place temporarily. 
while Everton slipped down to 17th place, just above the relegation zone. Um, Burnley haven't quite been able to ke- uh, keep up that pace since then, but Everton have continued to struggle uh, to the extent that they parted ways with manager Marco Silva earlier this month. Excellent. So where, where are we going on, on Boxing Day? What's their ground and what's their capacity like, Dave? Yeah, well, Goodison Park currently has a capacity of just over 39,000. It's been their home ever since 1892. Uh, prior to that, they played at Anfield. Um, and they're currently hoping to move to a brand new stadium at Bramley Moor Dock, that's just north of the city centre, in 2023. Um, our allocation for Boxing Day, uh, tickets for Burnley fans, appears to have been reported as 1,832. Uh, and that means, I think, there mustn't have been enough, quite enough demand in the early pre-sale period to warrant taking on a second batch of tickets. If you remember, what they did was they did an announcement very early, tried to get demand in, and if there had been a lot of demand, uh, in the early part, they would have taken a second batch of tickets as well. But I think we've just got the smaller batch. That's 1,800. But I'm, I, I suspect that'll be pretty much sold out for uh, for the Boxing Day fixture. Yeah, I would have thought. So. It's, it's quite a tricky time of year, actually, because obviously if you're asking people to commit to an away game quite early on and people have got the, the other added costs of Christmas, it can be quite a challenge. But um, I'm pretty sure that the, those of who will be there will be singing their hearts out. Um, so what about the heaviest Burnley defeat? Please, Dave. This is away from home. Yes, so the, the benefit of doing the home and away matches and splitting them is we can do these stats and they are different for the uh, for the away games. So again, looking at the away matches, uh, you have to go all the way back to 1896 for Burnley's heaviest defeat in a away match against Everton. That was a 6-0 loss. That was at Goodison Park in November 1896. Uh, and among Everton's goal scorers in that match was uh, a gentleman called Edgar Chadwick, and he later went on to play for Burnley a few years later. Oh, I see. So sense. Um, biggest Burnley win? Uh, well, yeah, two of Burnley's away wins at Everton have been by a three-goal margin. Uh, one of those was a 3-0 win in November 1947, and the other was a 3-0 win on December 27th, 1960. Uh, on that occasion, Jimmy Robson scored twice, uh, and John uh, Connelly scored a goal in between. And the crowd for that game in 1960 was an incredible 74,867. That figure was only recently um, beaten in terms of a, a attendance for a Burnley League game. I think when we played uh, Manchester United in their Premier League match, um, probably going back, probably the 14-15 season was the only time that uh, attendance had been beaten for a Burnley um, League game. Wow. So it's quite an incredible crowd for, uh, for that match. That is really insane. Can you even imagine? Um, well, I, I, I can imagine because my, my dad was there. I remember my oh, dad wow, telling me really? about being there at that uh, that match. And there was overcrowding and they actually had to um, take some people out and they sort of led them down, down wherever they went. And they ended up outside the ground. They didn't actually uh, see the rest of the match. Oh, no. What a shame. Oh, poor things. Um, what about Burnley's last win? Uh, yeah, we've got to go back to uh, 1st of October 2017 for Burnley's last win at Goodison Park. Um, in that particular match, a good spell of possession and the patient build-up eventually led to a first-half goal by Jeff Hendrick. Uh, that was enough to earn us a 1-0 victory and our first win at Goodison Park since 1976. Indeed. Rather cracking goal, if I remember rightly. Um Last, well, obviously now we're moving on to one of our new fixtures, given that we're on the reverse fixture. So what, oh, actually no, last season's meeting 
last season's last season away from home. Oh, yes, yes, that one's still new. Gosh, Dave, you, you you're throwing new things in here and you're confusing me. <laughs> last, no, that's the I thing. know, I, I can't make up my mind which yeah. ones which is fake and which ones real. <laughs> It'll take some getting used. Oh, yeah. it's going to be chaotic of these three recordings. Well, I'm, I'm sure I'll get used to it. Um, last season's meeting, then, please, Dave. Yes, our last trip to Goodison Park, that was back in May. We had a Friday evening kickoff uh, in a match that was broadcast live on Sky Sports. Uh, there were two first-half goals. One was credited as a Ben Me own goal after deflection and another from Seamus Coleman just three minutes uh, after the first sealed a 2-0 win for the Toppies. Um well, this is obviously going to be different since the last time. Who is the manager? Uh, yes, they have changed. Appointed as recently as Saturday morning, uh, where he just had a watching brief from the stands in the Saturday lunchtime kickoff, wasn't it? Sixty-year-old uh, Italian Carlo Ancelotti follows Marco Silva, and he'll be in charge of Everton for the first time for the visit of Burnley on Boxing Day. Um, he has a very impressive footballing CV, having won league titles in Italy with Milan, in England with Chelsea, in France with PSG and Germany with Bayern Munich. Uh, he was unable to win a National League title in Spain with Real Madrid, uh, but he did win the Champions League with them, as well as with Milan twice. Wow, that's impressive. And remind me again why Everton didn't come in for Dyke. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, head-to-head stats then, Dave. Uh, yeah, Burnley's all-time away record at Everton is played 57, won 10, drawn 14 and lost 33. So that's a win percentage of 17.5%. Uh, that's just below average. We've done this each week and we've looked at the um, the all-time combined win percentage against all our other 19 opponents this season. That's in all competitions. And it's round about 20%, so one in five uh, wins uh, in away games. So the 17.5 versus the 20 is just slightly worse. Um, and when we look at these matches uh, just for top-flight games only, the breakdown for those games at Everton is played 53-1-9, drawn 14 and lost 30. Excellent. Now, this one I know is definitely our new feature. What does this one replace? What, what do we used to have in here? Uh, play for ah, both. We used to have players who've played for both, which of course is not going to change because that doesn't depend on whether you're playing away or home. So what Dave has instead is looked at is celebrity fans. So take us away, Dave. Yes, things are a little bit different. We've looked at, uh, well, tried to discover which um, famous supporters uh, our opponents have. Um, and this week we selected the following seven famous names who've been associated as supporters of Everton Football Club. Uh, and those are uh, DJ Tony Blackburn, actress Dame Judi Dench, author Bill Bryson, snooker player Stephen Hendry, ski jumper Eddie the Eagle Edwards, boxer Tony Bellew, and more recently, the actor Sylvester Stallone. I'm not having it that Dame Judi Dench likes football, never mind actually supports a club. Is that a legit fact? Well, yeah. Well, you have to take these with a pinch of salt. I mean, we've got the Burnley ones, if you want to. The ones I select for Burnley, if you're interested. Yes, of course. Um, Radio 1 DJ Jordan North, who I know he's, he goes home and away games when he, when he can. Uh, cricketer Jimmy Anderson. Uh, radio and TV presenter Tony Livesey, who's uh, regularly at games. Uh, as is uh, actor Sam Aston, who plays Chesney Brown in Corrie. Uh, former England women's goalkeeper Rachel Brown-Finnis. Spin doctor Alistair Campbell, who's uh, a regular, as we know. Um, and current heir to the throne, Prince Charles, who's probably never been to a match, but he's in there as a... Uh, no, he has name. been, hasn't he? I'm sure... Did he not, did he not no, come to the ground? No, 
It came to the club, yeah. I did a, a, a visit uh, and he was there with, the in the centre circle with a shirt with um, Barry Kilby. But no, I, I doubt whether he's ever been to a game. We might see with those in uh, in the in the opponent's uh, celebrity I fans watches well. us on TV all the time. Um, finally then, who is going to be taking control of the game on, on Boxing Day, Dave? Who's the referee? Uh, we've got Anthony Taylor. He's been selected to referee the Boxing Day match at Goodison Park. Uh, Burnley have won five of his 16 pass matches in charge. And his last outing for a Burnley match was the 1-1 draw at home to Southampton in February. Uh, he's assisted by Paul Tierney as the video assistant referee. Excellent. Now, that is obviously not where we're going to leave that, Dave. And I know you and I know that you just love to delve into that bank of knowledge. So why don't you give us your miscellaneous stat of the week? Statman Dave's stat of the week. Yeah, this week's miscellaneous stat of the week is, um, it's a well-known fact among Burnley fans that the 1959-60 league title was won at Main Road when Burnley beat Manchester City 2-1 in the last match of the season. What's perhaps less well-known is that the 1920-21 league title was confirmed after a match against Everton at Goodison Park. That match was a 1-1 draw on Saturday the 23rd of April 1921. Prior to kick-off, Burnley were eight points ahead of second-place Liverpool with four matches to play. And in those days, with two points for a win, the away point we got in the 1-1 draw confirmed Burnley's first league championship, although in actual fact Liverpool had lost 1-0 at Bolton that day anyway. Uh, That, of course, was also the season in which Burnley went on an incredible run of 30 league matches unbeaten. Wow, that is a good stat. Um... So how are you feeling about the game, uh, Boxing Day, Dave? I, I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, prior to Duncan Ferguson taking over as a bit of a, a caretaker manager, I, I kind of felt like this was going to be a really good opportunity for us to get three vital away points. But he seems to have really got them playing again now. And they've, they've obviously got a new new manager to impress. So it's going to be a bit of a tough game, I think, now. Uh, it will be, yeah. I mean, what seems to have happened is the uh, the crowd have got back on side. There were certainly murmurings while Silver was there and... The players weren't really uh, playing them or didn't seem to be. Um, but uh, Ferguson certainly seems to have galvanised them. And having a new manager as well, that's always tends to have a... Uh, teams tend to try and have a, a new manager bounce. So it's going to be a really, really difficult game. Uh, Goodison Park, as we know, can be a real uh, cauldron in terms of uh, atmosphere. Um, really sort of tight to the, the uh, pitch in terms of where the stands are there. Um, so it's going to be a tough... It's going to be a tough game. But uh, Burnley... We need to do what we did perhaps uh, the, the time before last when, when we beat them uh, with Jeff Hendrick goal back in uh, 2017. Um, we did well in that game. We scored early on. We got our nose in front and we stayed in front and, and we won mm. the game 1-0. And as we know from the last couple of games, if you can stop the other team getting shots on target and score one yourself, uh, you end up with a 1-0 win. So that might be what we have to try and do on, uh, on yeah. Boxing Day. The only thing that worries me a little bit at the moment away from home is just our general lack of creativity. Even when we've got some of the key players on the pitch, it it just feels like Dyche goes away from home just to just play ultra-cautious and, and doesn't really take the risks that you maybe want him to. And and for me, Everton away is, is probably not one that you would expect to win. So I would almost be tempted just to throw caution to the wind and suggest that that's one of those games that you can take a risk, Dave. You don't need to play it safe because you, you're probably got, not going to win. So why not go for it? Yeah, I mean, that, that's one way of looking. I think the other is that when, when we go a goal behind... Um, we do find it notoriously difficult to uh, to get back in, into the game. So by keeping it tight yeah. early on, 
if you can get your nose in front, then perhaps you play a little bit differently. But I think uh, it, it is going to be a tough game. We know that. And uh, as I say, having a new manager there, having that, um, well, trying to get a new manager bounce um, and probably the improved atmosphere that will bring, it will be uh, a very, very tricky match on Boxing Day. But it should be a good game, a good atmosphere and good for the 1,800 or so Burnley fans who are going to be yeah, there supporting definitely. on the team. Okay, so at this point in the game, in the in the game, no. <laughs> at this point in the show, we normally sit and talk about the non and ever fantasy Premier League. Now, due to our slightly disjointed recording schedules of obviously what is a very busy Christmas and New Year period, we're not going to be providing a fantasy Premier League update in this and our next couple of preview shows. What we're going to do is just let it run its course over the Christmas period. Um, and then when we come back in the new year, we're going to give a full update and then start building it back into our weekly schedule again. But what we do have, which of course, Statman Dave kindly told us at the beginning of the show, was our quiz question. We are sticking with that, even though we may not talk to you um, and, and let you give you any name checks for any correct answers. We are, of course, going to give our quiz question, so you should submit your answers in your usual way. Dave, what is the Boxing Day special quiz question? Statman Dave's quiz question. Yeah, this week's quiz question is, how many passes did Burnley string together in the build-up to Jeff Hendricks' goal in our 1-0 win over Everton at Goodison Park in October 2017? I know this. I definitely know this. This is very exciting. I'm very happy about this. Um, Dave, how do our listeners submit their answers, please? Uh, they can tweet or message us on Twitter, at they never, uh, at no they never. Um, post on our No Nay Never Facebook page or email us podcast at nonaynever.net. Excellent. And obviously we're going to reveal the correct answer at the start of our next preview show. So you're going to have to be quick to get those answers in because otherwise we'll have moved on to Man United and Everton will be nothing but a distant memory. Um, that is all we've got time for then for our Boxing Day preview show special. My thanks as ever go to producer Matt, who's going to have his hands full this festive period, knitting all of these preview shows together and making sure they go out before the games. Um, but as ever, my main thanks go to Dave Dave, you just put so much effort into these and I, I just love it. I love the previous show so much. So thank you very much. Um, Godspeed to all travelling clarets who are making the trip, uh, the very short trip to Liverpool um, Boxing Day. Cheer those boys on, be merry and bring home those three points. Um, we will be back in about five minutes time <laughs> to um, look at Manchester United at home on the Saturday. I don't even know what date we're on anymore. The Saturday between Boxing Day and New Year. Um, this has been the preview show brought to you by the Non and Never podcast. Until next time. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.